One of the cool things that I get to do here on the podcast is I have the ability to shed some spotlight on my friends who are offering unique and uh, and worthwhile services. And if you're looking for a splash of originality in in your in your everyday equipment for work, for school, whatever the case may be, I would like to invite you to to check out my friends over at Red's Crazy Creations. They make all kinds of custom stuff, including various size tumblers, those badge reels that you can use for your work badges or your identification cards, and pop sockets for for your cell phone. Those things are becoming more and more popular. If you would like to have one made, a custom one made, uh, check out Red's Crazy Creations on Facebook. The following is a close to the heart presentation as a part of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network and has been rated M for, for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. I'm Jason Klaus. And over the course of my life, I have done a lot of different things, worn a lot of different hats. But this may be my greatest endeavor yet. This is my show, and on here we will talk about a variety of topics, from sports, to entertainment, to real life, and how we can make a difference for ourselves and for those in and around our lives. I may go on rants, I may go on sidebars, but it all comes from the heart. Welcome to the Close to the Heart Podcast, the flagship show of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. And welcome to the Close to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. I'm Jason Klaus, and if you can believe it, I'm being joined from her home in Newark, Ohio, live and in person, Nikki Felsoni. Hello, Nicole. Hello, how are you? I feel like it's been forever. It has been forever. So we have a lot of catching up to do. So yes, that's what do. that's what that's what we're gonna do on this week's show. We're going to play catch up because in reality, um, it's been uh I mean you were in Lapeer, which I didn't know you were coming. We'll we'll get to that here in a little bit. Um <laughs> But that's the last time I saw you, and you haven't been on. You, we haven't been able to to connect through Skype to record mm-hmm. for the show. And God, it's been at least a month. It feels like. So yeah, I think October thirtieth was the last time we re- we recorded. Yeah, so it's just it's just about a month. So that's yep. that's that's ridiculous. But that is that's life, right? Because mm-hmm. your schedule and my schedule just you know 
by and large, they are on polar opposite ends of of the time frame here. Like when I'm working, you're you're in bed. When I'm in bed, you're working, and mm-hmm. then the weekend comes, and like we're trying to play catch up with the families and tend to all of the obligations that were neglected or we just ran out of time for during the course of the work week. Um, so here on this, uh, and it's funny because, no, well, not really funny, but it's endearing t- to me because like throughout the course of the last few weeks when a new show would drop and it would be like a solo effort, I at least, I mean, every week, like two, at least two messages would come in. Where's Nicole? Is everything okay with Nicole? Did you fire Nicole? If you fired Nicole, I'm not listening anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> so apparently you have something of a fan base. I guess so. Well, that makes me feel good. As long as it was, hopefully you fired Nicole. <laughs> uh, no, no, it, cer- it certainly was not that. I mean, it, yeah. it's... It's either, you know, when when we encounter these types of, of situations to where our schedules do not meet up, it's either I go old school with it and do a, so, a solo show, or we don't have a new show that drops every Tuesday at midnight here on the uh, on the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. So. <laughs> Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It does. Well, I mean, it's it, like I, I started it, you know, to be funny, really, because it is such a large and a long thing. You know what I mean? It's not just like, you know, it's simple. Yeah. Um, so, but I've gotten to the point to where I can actually just let it roll off the tongue. And it's like a momentum thing, man. It's like that boulder at, at the top of the hill. Once you push it off, there is no stopping it. You just just builds <laughs> momentum until it comes to that abrupt halt, right? <laughs> so what's new there in the fine town of Newark, Ohio? Well, we are coming off of a Michigan football win okay. over Ohio I, State. Which, yes, huge, which, huge yes. victory for the Wolverines. Yeah, for the first time in 10 years. So, yeah. um I, we opted to stay home yesterday, my brother and family down here, with the exception of one of my brothers, Uh, my one brother and my sister and my folks are huge Ohio State fans. So they were all watching together and it gets a little too intense for my liking. And plus my kids, like we've had, we were at my brother's house on Wednesday. We were at my parents' house on Thursday and we've just been going, going. So, like I said, we just opted to stay home because it's crazy when you're trying to corral three kids when you're at someone else's house and for hours on end and they get a little wild. So we just stayed home and it's probably a good thing we did because I'm sure my brother was not in the best of spirits <laughs> after that game. No, I... <laughs> I'm sure the majority of the entire state of Ohio woke up on on a blissful Sunday morning just pissed right off because make oh, no yeah. mistake about it, 
uh, look, I I am unapologetically a Michigan State Spartan fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like on that last weekend of the of the college football season, by and large, all of us become Michigan fans, and mm-hmm. um, you know you, either vicariously or 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 what have you, because um, you know after the the shellacking that MSU took at the hands of Ohio State, I was very hopeful that Michigan would would come in and just wipe the field with them. And by and large, that's exactly what happened. Like mm-hmm. I, I figured it was going to be, uh, you know, you know, it's one of college football's most notorious rivalries. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it certainly lived up to that hype this year, but man, M- Michigan came in with, on a mission and mm-hmm. they executed it pretty damn well very dominating victory over ohio state university i was happy to see it um you know i just i you know it's hard for me to get you know hardcore into it because i am not a michigan fan Mm -hmm. but you know they had my support because i certainly didn't want to see ohio state do anything that that game against the Spartans was fucking brutal, man. I I still can't get it out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I um now I I you know lived here twenty plus years, so um I root for Ohio State unless they are playing Michigan or Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So you know I um I'm but still... as a Michigan native, do you feel kind of odd for cheering for a university or a team that you you know if you lived in the state of michigan unless you are one of those few michigan-based ohio state fans that is the arch enemy that Mm -hmm. is the the devil personified that is everything that is wrong with college athletics now when we were growing up though it was Michigan, Michigan State. Sure. Yeah. So, like, people, when I moved down here, people did not recognize. People actually argued with me. They're like, no, Michigan, Ohio State is the biggest rivalry. I'm like, I grew up in Michigan, in Michigan, Michigan State. That was the game that I remember growing up being such a huge deal. And then yeah. now over the years, Michigan and Ohio State has become a bigger deal. But um, I think maybe through the John Cooper years when Ohio State was horrible. Um, and then, you know, once they Jim Trestle came and they got good. Yeah. <laughs> Their program improved dramatically. So, um, you know, I will hand it to them. They, they do have an incredible football program. I've worked at Ohio State for 20 years. So, um, you know, I do appreciate the medical center and the academic aspect of it. There's a lot of things I don't agree with the fan base of how they behave. I don't, you know, I just. I think that's an Ohio thing in general because, and I I don't mean that to be disparaging, even though I know that's exactly how it sounds, but there is truth to that because I will not take my kid to a Cleveland Indians game 
because of how awful that fan base is towards Detroit Tiger fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to put my kid in that situation. Now, we could go there and not wear any, any Tigers apparel or anything like that. But if if there's any chance that we may be Detroit fans because we're cheering for what the Tigers may be doing on the field, well, it doesn't make a shit, it, you know, it, it bit of, of a difference what we're wearing. Mm-hmm. We're already tagged. And mm-hmm. um, like I have friends of mine who have gone to Cleveland to watch a Tigers and Indians game. And guardians, you mean guardians? Yeah, I guess I better get used <laughs> to saying that, right? Um, it does not roll off the tongue. It does. Uh, it's it's going to take a long time. And their for, logo for that to stick. Their logo, oh, just the whole thing. But anyway, I understand why it is the way it is. But yeah, it just I don't know. Like oh, Ohio has done has not done itself any favors in terms of how they are per- perceived as a fan base across just about every genre, every sport that that state is affiliated with, either pro- professional or, um, you know, co- or college, you know, mm-hmm. with the exception of the Toledo, um, the, what are they, the Rockets, the, the Toledo, I don't know, the, the college in Toledo. And, uh, you know, I've I, I've never heard a bad experience about anybody going there. Now we went down there for a Mud Hens game s- several years back, and that was probably the less stress I've ever felt at any kind of an event held inside the state of Ohio. And I've been to a mm-hmm. few of them, um, yeah. but yeah, by I don't know, they just don't do themselves any favor. And it's, and I guess the same can be said for. Us too. I mean, it all depends on perspective, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's funny because I've seen articles like the top five most hated or disliked fan base in Ohio State is always in the top five. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, that's what comes with being so good is you get this overinflated ego. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, my team is number one. My team is national champions. My team. Well, that's great and everything, but how long have they truly been your team? You know, a lot of people just hop on the bandwagon of whatever team is hot at the time. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. On the professional ranks, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, everybody jumped aboard the, the Patrick Mahomes train, and he, you know, took that team to the to a Super Bowl championship and everything like that. My my son was very much on on board with that train. Um, he, he 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 gravitated towards Mahomes and to the the Chiefs as a team, and that was his team. And this year, you know, they started off real rocky, and everybody started hopping off that bandwagon with the quickness. Oh, Mahomes sucks. He's a one year wonder. Blah blah blah. No, I will say that Austin is still very much a fan of Patrick Mahomes. He does not, he's not one of those fair weather fans. You know, I can remember when the New Orleans Saints were, you know, the darlings of the league and everybody was, you know, on board with the New Orleans Saints. Um, And then once they stopped winning championships, 
everybody started, you know, hooking on to other teams. Oh, that's my team. That's my team. That's my team. Okay, so whoever is number one or whoever is the champions at the end of the season, that's your team. Well, I'm sorry. That doesn't really work for me. It just so happens that the majority of the teams that I'm committed to and I am invested in are not great teams. Like one of them is the absolute worst professional franchise in the history of all of sports, statistically. That <laughs> you must be talking Detroit about Lions. Lions. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Detroit Tigers, you know, they have World Series titles in their 100-plus year history, but they haven't done anything since, since 2012. Well, now they're starting to show signs of improvement. But I've never wavered for my love for the Detroit Tigers so that when they do win and they do become a contender and they are doing amazing things, I take, you know, there's a lot more passion involved in enjoying their success because I have seen them through the worst years. I have seen them falter. I have seen them not do anything. So to watch, you know, and that's how it was in 06 when they went, when they, you know, came out of nowhere, went to the World Series. 2012, they were expected to go to the World Series. They got swept, but they made it. So, you know, it's, fan bases are a very funny. And don't even get me started on the whole wrestling front because that's uh, its own cesspool of fuckery that I could spend hours on but I digress um, we're coming off of Turkey Day uh, this past Thursday I uh, I assume things went well with, with your family did, did you host it um, no I did not host we had dinner at my parents house oh so. fun yeah, that was nice, and it was good because obviously last year due to COVID we were not together. So this year being back together was really nice. Um, loud, lots of food, always. We've still got leftovers. Jesse and I looked at each other last night, and I'm like, I can't eat any more leftovers. And he's like, same. <laughs> like we need to figure out something else because I just, yeah, yeah. What about you guys? Did you um, host or did you? Go? No, no. No, uh, we actually went to my dad's this year. Oh, nice! And uh, got to spend some time with he and his lovely fiance Debbie, who did the cooking. And it won't. It was the meal was fantastic. Um, oh, wonderful! My nephew was there. My dad was able to get my nephew for the weekend. Oh, um, good. So we got to spend some time with him and, uh, you know, it was the four of us. And then uh, Carrie's mom and sister came out and spent the the day with us. And so. Oh, very good. Yeah. How was, uh, how was it seeing your nephew? It was probably a little bittersweet. Um, it, it, it is. You know, I, um, are you, like, I, I it's weird. It, it's not really weird. I'm not really sure how to, how to describe it, but there is a weird, um, 
it's almost like he doesn't always understand what's happening. You know what I mean? And I and it's almost like he forgets that Jeff isn't here. Or he just oh. he just doesn't talk about it. He doesn't and when he does mention something about Jeff, it's in like present tense. It's not in past tense. And you know, I he doesn't do it all the time. And I don't know if it's a defense mechanism or what, but like I, I know he knows that Jeff's not here. I mm-hmm. just don't think he's come to grips with it. Or that he's holding out hope that it's not a permanent thing. It's a weird it's how I can't old is really, he now? Huh? How old is he now? A ten. So that's still so young. Yeah. Does you his know, mom have him in like therapy or something? Because that would be a really hard loss to. I don't know. At, the, at that young, that seems like that would be so difficult to I comprehend uh, and truly understand. Right. Because it's life altering. You know, that's. Yeah. You know, there's just. But I mean, he had fun with my kids and, uh, you know, the mood was a lot lighter than it was last year, obviously. Sure. Um, still, there's still a heaviness there. You know, when mm-hmm. I when I walk into the house, I there's a sense of heaviness. Um, you know, half of my original family is no longer here, mm-hmm. and you know, you 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 know that. Um, you've come to grips with it, like this is reality. But on days like a major holiday. It, uh, you know, it really hammers at home. As soon as mm-hmm. you walk in, man, there's just like you walk into this <clears throat> wall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because the way we go into the house through the garage, you come in through the through the kitchen. Kitchen opens up to the dining room. My dad has my mom's hutch right there that she's had for years and years and years. And the dominating pictures on there are of Jeff and my mom. And you know, that's the first thing your eyes kind of fixate on when you're looking into looking in from the threshold of the, of the door. And it's like, fuck, you know, like I know, I know what, what I'm walking into. I will mm-hmm. say this though, look, Liberty <laughs> as a project on her own. Um, Cause she's a pretty creative kid. Um, I wonder where wanted to make, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> Um, wanted to make placemats for everybody. So that you know, she and Carrie's mom went to, I don't know, like Michael's or something like that, bought a bunch of placemats and decorations and things of this nature to put our names on them and stuff like that. So everybody had their own placemat. And um, at one, at like the island where Austin and Cameron were sitting in the middle where there is a third seat there, they, they left it open and Libby had made a placemat with my mom, Uncle Jeff, and Grandpa Jim's name on them. Oh, how sweet. That was like their spot. And uh, so that was 
a little gut like i didn't know she did that and you know it was brought to my attention like hey did you see what's between the boys and i was like oh like i had to turn around and go outside for for a second you know i mean because i felt it coming i was like Mm -hmm. i need to reel this in real quick (laughs) now does your dad's fiance live with your dad pretty much um i mean like she has her own house but um is she lives um on one of the lakes in lapeer so it's almost like that is their spring and summer residence and then fall and winter they go back to my dad's house because you know when it gets cold out nobody's on the water you know unless you're going ice fishing and we're just not there yet um so yeah they kind of split their time be, between the two houses but by and large you know more often than not they're in the same place at the same time so i just wondered how how does she feel about the pictures of your mom and stuff does that not bother her i don't know you know i i wondered that too and um i i guess i wouldn't know how how I would feel about that, that situation, that specific scenario, Mm -hmm. if I wasn't in it. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I can see pros and cons to to this too, you know, um, for sure. I know that there are people that the way that they deal with grief like that or loss, they get every type of reminder out of eyesight and put it somewhere else so it's not a blaring thing this is the polar opposite you know i mean there's pictures mm-hmm. of like my kids and cameron and uh, but there's a lot of pictures of jeff there's a mm-hmm. few pictures of my mom because my mom hated having her picture taken absolutely hated it so i don't have a lot of pictures of my mom and that really sure. bugs me but um you know i have a feel and my dad's got a feel mm-hmm. and uh so i mean i can see where that would conjure up a number of different emotions i can understand Mm -hmm. where that would um solicit a a conversation Mm -hmm. you know on 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 debbie's part because i could i could see where that would be a little not much but i i don't know how it would conjure up a lot of feelings and I can understand mm-hmm. that, but I will say this about right. her. Um, she's absolutely amazing. And the, everything that she has brought to my dad's life in a time when he needed it the absolute most is immeasurable. And um, it, like, it would take a hell of a woman for me to be okay with my dad being with and especially as serious as, as these two are. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, ultimately, I want my dad to be happy. I, you know, that's, that's the bottom line. But I will say that he dated this other woman a couple of years back who, I, you know, if she tripped on the sidewalk and busted her face, I wouldn't stop to help. Um, <laughs> like, I've got nothing for, for this chick just you you know you can read people like i read people pretty well and it doesn't mm-hmm. take me long to to pick up on your vibe on your aura and her there was nothing good about it and um like it 
asshole. I, I, I don't know how, how else to, to describe it. She's an asshole as a person. Um, that is certainly not the case here with Debbie. And, um, you know, she's, she's been absolutely remarkable. And um, even I don't know even if it did bother her that there were pictures of my mom up, if she would say anything, because she, you know, that's part of the grieving process for my dad. Um, do I anticipate that those pictures will stay up until the end of time for them? No. Um, but at, you know, when, when, instead of being put somewhere, I, you know, I, I would want them, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Let me have them and I will display them. And because there's one of my mom that's got all of the grandkids and it was like, four or five months after Libby was born. And that's the only picture that I have with her, with all of the grandkids. And, um, you know, I love that picture. And he actually had it blown up and it's in a frame and this and the other thing. So if the day was to come where those start, where it, it it becomes a thing to where we're going to put these up, I'm going to be asking for them. So I don't, I don't feel like that needs to be, put away for the for the lack of better term um you know as far as you know jeff goes um that's a totally different scenario you know for sure Um, just like i it's like you when you walk in here into my office like the as i was saying earlier before we came on here like i got one wall here that's nothing but all of me and Jeff from wrestling and you know going to concerts and things of this nature like it's my unofficial tribute wall but I mean I had this shit up before everything happened with him but now you know when I, when I walk in here I'll, I'll, I'll actually take a minute and just kind of do a, a once over on all of the pictures but when you walk into my dad's and you see his pictures it hits me differently. You know what I mean? Like they're in memorial plaques and they're in, you know, things like this is in here, this, it'd be very easy for me to put to the wayside that he is no longer here. This was taken in real time. And this was such a huge part of our relationship personally and professionally. And then you go to my dad's and you see the way that his stuff is set up. It is truly in, in tribute form. And that, Mm -hmm. that's what gets you, you know, that's what sucks. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what hammers reality home. It was like, fuck, man. Like, I know, I just don't like to be reminded. (laughs) Right. Right. But But it's, it sounds like, and unfortunately, it's a little different situation because your dad was widowed. So I think it's a little more acceptable that there's still pictures of your mother. It's not like they were divorced and she's going to just show up on the door one day being a whatever, you you know, being bringing some sort of drama or chaos into his life. And so I think that's probably a little different and that doesn't take away from his relationship with, with Debbie. You know, it's just, it's a part of his life that, you know, he had for a very, very long time. So, 
I'm glad to see that he still has pictures up and because some women might not be comfortable with that. They might right. put up a big stink about it. I, you know, and to some, to some degree, I can see where that, you know, that's justified conversation. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if we're going to be together, why, why am I looking at this? But this is, this is a testament to who Debbie is fundamentally as a person. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's got a heart of gold and, uh, you know, I, I'm a hundred percent on board until I'm proven otherwise, because by and large, from what I've seen with my own eyes and, you know, in, in my dealings with her and not only that, you know, the way my dad is around her and then the way he talks about her when he and I are having a conversation, it's a very natural feeling for him. And uh, that uh, that makes that makes all the difference in the world. Now, if I felt like there was some sort of ill feelings of whatever on whatever level, well, then we're going to be having a conversation because that's what the that's the way it was with with this other bitch. Um, <laughs> you know, he 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 would tell he would tell her, "What are you laughing about?" <laughs> Um, you know, he would try try to convince anybody that will listen. Everything's fine. This and the other thing. Look, man, you're, you can bullshit a lot of people. You ain't gonna bullshit me. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I know when there's something wrong with you. Like I've known you for forty five years. You don't think I'm gonna pick up on things? It don't matter if it's a phone conversation or not. The way one word comes out tells me something. You know, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know that is that is certainly not the case here with uh, with his situation with his relationship with with Debbie. So I'm I'm on board, man. I'm 100 percent on board. So that's good. Um, that as long is... as she doesn't do anything to fuck him over, we're we're golden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he's found someone to spend his life with because. That would be pretty sad for him to have just, you know, just to spend his golden years alone would be right. Kind of right. suck. Right. And it and it sounds like she's at least honoring your mom's memory, which is really Huge. respectful too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm here to tell you, if my mom was to show up in some way, shape, or form, at this point, I've got questions. Like. <laughs> It would start like, what the fuck is happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) So we're now fully into the Christmas season. My favorite time of the year, you know, on an annual basis. Um, Now, did you guys do the Black Friday thing? Um, I did. I went. I knew it. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Of course. But I've been shopping, you know, throughout the year anyway. But um, I did. I went to Kohl's and Hobby Lobby and Walmart and Target. Where else did I go? Oh, a couple local stores. So nothing crazy. Not like I used to do. I used to go. I used to stay up from Thanksgiving and start, like, when stores open for Thanksgiving and shop all night into the next morning. 
So you would go on on the day of the actual holiday? Yeah, when stores were open. Well, that's at ridiculous. Night, after I, I I went on after dinner. Uh, <laughs> I went on a rant about this not that long ago in terms of Black Friday and why mm-hmm. stores should not be open on the day of the holiday. So you know to give those employees their opportunity to spend time with their families, and like I went on this big old long thing about it. Now I see why this is even a thing. But now I will say, I I was happy to see, like in our area, um, Walmart was closed on Thanksgiving. Uh, Target was closed. Now, and I made the argument for the gas stations being open because... Uh, People have to travel. Exactly. And that was my my reasoning behind it now when you when you get a job in an industry like that or in a genre like that you kind of know what it's not like they're going to spring it up on you two days before hey we need you to work on this holiday mm-hmm. like you go into it knowing because when i worked at the hadley shell all of them years ago like we had a couple of years the option to stay closed on Christmas Day and New Year's Day and, and Thanksgiving Day, I worked because they they paid me double time. And right. back then, that was a big deal. And I knew nobody was coming through. I bet you I, pro- I probably had maybe 15 cars for a nine-hour shift. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even worth being open. But the way I saw it is I made easy money that day. And, um, but I also realized working for a gas station that people do travel for the holidays and God forbid, if something was to happen and they ran out of gas and there was nobody open, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's, that's no way to spend a holiday. Um, so with the gas station, the convenience stores, that, that, that type of thing, uh, I get it. Um, but like, like, like your big box stores, they don't need to be open. The sales no. aren't that deep. And, and if they are just put them online because that's by and large what's mm-hmm. happening nowadays. I did not go black Friday shopping. I usually, and we usually do, man. We usually get, get the paper on Thursday morning, sit there and come up with a game plan. Like I, at this time, yep. we need to be here, and then I'm going to drop you off, and I'm going to go across town, and I'm going to hit this store, and we'll get this. Like, it was a strategic plan. Yes. Um, I, used, I used to get two copies of the newspaper, one copy for the family, one copy for myself, because they, <laughs> they knew not to touch my ads. But it's not, it has not been the same. I've done a lot online. Yeah. It's just Black Friday is not the same because it kept getting earlier and earlier and earlier. Then it was like two o'clock on Thanksgiving. And I'm like, no, right. like I'm like having dinner with my family. Right. But And again, the only reason I went was because they were open. Yeah. You know, I, I was like, well, you know what? I'm done having dinner. I'm going to go home at the time I was single, lived alone. I was like, shit, I might as well go shopping. So I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't. I, I'm I'm glad they're closed on Thanksgiving now, and hopefully we'll go back to actually Black Friday being Black Friday and having good sales and, and that kind of stuff, but it was pretty lackluster this year, I think. I mean, I did get some things and got my Kohl's cash, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, there was not, 
it's just it's just not the same anymore the deals and that kind of stuff but you know right now the world is so weird yeah so i was I don't, just i don't say... think it could be expected that it's going to be the same at any point soon yeah i was just going to say you know how how much of how much of all of this change to the what was the actual black friday how how much of that is impacted by covid and mm-hmm. the rising numbers again the, a different variant apparently has been found in south and, africa yeah, yeah I just, i'm like and, here we go again right so you know how how much of that was influenced by you know all of that you know mm-hmm. it's got to be especially last year i mean my god we even though we were coming out of that first initial big wave there was still so much apprehension by a large contingent of the population they did everything online and that's mm-hmm. where where these retailers started testing these these different types of mediums for, to advertise and to sell their products under the guise of black friday sales and things of this nature and well now that they've seen that that have, that, that that works why would you go back to that? You know what I mean? Because now mm-hmm. instead of having a whole store open full of people that you are paying for or that you're paying money to to be there, plus the utilities of even opening the doors and turning the lights on, they can have a smaller group of people that are in charge of the online orders. So that, you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. everything's fucking weird nothing's the same anymore <laughs> no i 100 agree with you 100 agree and it's interesting even watching um football yesterday and i know that they are outside but when they all rushed on the field i was like oh that's so peopley <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> like it just seeing large crowds like that now and obviously again they're outside they're not wearing masks and i'm like I wonder what the numbers are going to do this week. (laughs) We probably won't even hear about it. You know what I mean? There could be a strong uptick in the greater Ann Arbor area. We're not going to hear about it. And that kind of, you know, say what you want, think what you want. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. But I think by and large that everybody across the board is tired of dealing with anything under this umbrella called COVID-19. No, um, I would agree with that. Like, I'm, I find myself getting weary at this point. Yeah. I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed at this point. It, well, right. Because, you know, regardless of what you think, what, what your stance on all this is, it's still it's still going to be a thing that we're going to hear about and it's still going to be a thing that we're going to be affected by in some way shape or form either you know restrictions or mandates or you know some sort of alteration to rules regulations or otherwise um or you god forbid you get sick from this thing and Mm -hmm. you know nobody wants that and you know you can go on and on about it I can't tell you how many people I saw this weekend shopping with masks improperly on their face. Oh yeah, they hang them down below their nose. It's like, it's like it's like brushing their top lip, their nose is out, their mouth is not totally and I'm like <laughs> what are you doing? Like why why are you even bothering? Right. 
Right. Um, well, we are uh, we're coming into very much in, into the Christmas season. Do you guys have any kind of, of traditions that you do as a family that you're looking forward to in the next few weeks here? Our elf on the shelf is coming back. And I'm December having... 1st, he's uh, uh, scheduled to arrive here. I have buyer's remorse that I ever started that four years ago. Oh, man, I think I'm on year eight or nine or something like that. I love him. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, there's nothing like that panic at you sit straight up in bed at the middle of the night. You're like, <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot to move the fucking elf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. And I then, know that panic. And then you get all the Pinterest moms. Yes, I'm a Pinterest mom, but like the ones that are like, oh, look, our elf pooped out her. She kisses. No, our elf is like Rambo. He's like hiding and watching you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I do some of the cute, kitschy stuff, but some of it, like, there's moms that post stuff on social media and they're like, oh, look what our elf did. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're trying too hard. Your kid does not give a shit about that, by the way. Oh, man. <sighs> Tell me how you really feel. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, hell's bells. It's not very holiday season-y. Well, I mean, aside from the elf and the shelf thing, do you guys go places? Do you take in di different activities, um, events, that type of thing? Well, we do, um, obviously, Christmas Eve with my family, and we get to open one gift. And that is always a new pair of Christmas jammies. Mm -hmm. So everybody puts on their new Christmas jammies. And we always pretty much do matchy-matchy within the families. So, like, Adorable. I ordered. Yes, I ordered. Um, we don't have the older two kids this year for Christmas. They are with their mom. So um, Jesse has a pair of um, Christmas pants that match jammies that I ordered for Stephen and I. So we're all matchy matchy, and uh, then we watch Christmas Vacation all together as a family. And we usually do um, either a fondue or an appetizer buffet. We just mm. graze and watch movie, watch the movie, and then everybody goes home and puts milk and cookies out for Santa. So now, did you see? This past weekend, TBS ran a 24-hour marathon of Christmas vacation, much like they no, do with the Christmas story and Christmas Eve and day. Yeah. No, I did hours. not. No kidding. I did not. Yeah. And it doesn't well, matter. I, like, I know. We watch that movie every year, and I still laugh at certain parts of it. Like, as a, like Jesse had never seen the movie like he'd seen the movie but not like as intently as my family watches it every year and he just was like because we're quoting you know we're like oh you know the blessing and he's just <laughs> like <laughs> he's just like not overwhelmed but just the look on his face like y'all are so weird but it's just, I don't know, it's just our movie. Like, there are other people that love the Christmas story. Mm -hmm. I cannot get into it. No matter how hard I've tried, no matter how many times I've tried to watch it, 
I just, I know, Brigitte, like, I just don't, I can't get into it. But then there's other people who are like, I hate Christmas Vacation. I think it's such a dumb movie. So I think there's just different types of people. I know, I can see you shaking your head. I'm reevaluating the stance of our friendship. I know. I guess maybe I just need to sit down and make myself watch it again. Yeah. Maybe all in one shot from beginning to end. Yeah, that's what because I need to do. Because the dad is awesome. Will. The dad is so funny. Is he? God. Listen, and I'll tell you why I have an appreciation for that movie. Because I, even though it, it, it was set in the, fo- in the 40s, I think it was. The two brothers, the main kid, uh, Ralphie, and his brother, Randy, mm-hmm. that is me and Jeff at that age, like to a T in yeah. so many regards. So when I go back and I watch that, I think this, I'm watching, I'm watching like a time capsule of mine and Jeff's, you know, childhood when we were that age. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I have such a, great appreciation for that movie and it don't matter because they do run that 24-hour loop on christmas yeah and christmas day yes. um you know it, it don't matter i if it, it could be four four nineteen in the morning and i know that it's on and i'll flip it on and it'll be like in the middle of it or something i don't care mm-hmm. i'll i'll sit there and watch it for half hour 45 minutes but i will make a point to actually at one two-hour block of time to sit there and watch the whole movie from beginning to end. And because I know TBS and TNT airs it for 24 hours, I will not buy the DVD of it because that's part of Christmas Day for me, is watching Mm -hmm. that movie. If I watch it before Christmas Day on DVD, it just isn't the same for me anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Yeah, I watching Christmas Vacation, I didn't realize how many parts are like Oh, to yeah. watching it to watching it with my kids mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a lot of jokes that just go right over their heads which is perfectly fine but some things i'm like eh don't worry about it they're just being silly yeah <laughs> like, i don't know what else to say. you know and he he drops the one f-bomb during the course <laughs> of his little rant there when yes. you know towards the end of it and so yeah um tap dance with danny fucking gay <laughs> Now, where are you at on Bad Santa? Have have you seen Bad Santa? Yes. It's been years, but yes. Not a fan? I thought parts of it were really funny. Oh, man. I love those movies. Both of them. There's two of them, and I love them both. Oh, Bad Santa. Yes. I do like Raunchy. I need to watch those again without my kids around. Uh, Preferably without the kids around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What about you? What uh, traditions for you guys? Anything? Um, you know, Christmas Eve, we uh, we usually spend that over at Carrie's mom's house. We do the dinner thing, unwrap presents, that type of thing. Traditionally, Christmas or Christmas Eve night, we open the Christmas box and it's got a new movie, popcorn, hot cocoa, new Jamie's ornaments, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then we'll watch whatever movie we just opened. Um, it's getting difficult because I'm running out of movies to buy on DVD. Oh, yeah. You know, um, I think the last one last year was uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. 
how fun. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, and then uh, Christmas morning, we get up. Well, the kids wake up early. They go out. They open all, all of their gifts. Um, then I start making breakfast. And then, like, my dad and Debbie will come over. Um, Carrie's mom and sister would come over. So we do breakfast. And then kick everybody out and then we get ready and go to my dad's for the rest of the day for dinner over there that's traditionally how it pretty much runs runs its course so um yeah but now that i'm on third shift and I, i mean that granted that gives me more time to see the kids while they're awake versus being on second shift you know, there isn't a lot of the extracurricular activities. Like, we'll pick a day out of the weekend and we'll go drive around and look at Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. But sure. um, there's a lot of things that I would like to do that I just don't have time for. You know what I mean? Because every, by and large, everything happens in the evening and at nighttime hours. And I either got to be getting ready for work or I am at work. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like Crossroads Village, they do the Christmas train and that type of thing. And Linden does a really sweet, um, like, Christmas-themed event with a big parade and a bunch of vendors are out with hot cocoa and different people are dressed up as different iconic characters, you know, Scrooge and... Um, Elf and the Grinch and thing, things of this nature. And you know, Lyndon really does. I mean, it looks like a like a goddamn Hallmark movie event. Oh, how fun! Know? Well, that's right yeah. up your alley. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> um, so I would like to take take that in if possible. We'll see. I don't. Re- I don't even know what day it is really. Holly does. Uh, the town of Holly does everything. Does something the, every weekend in December, leading up like the Dickens Festival. I think they call it. I've never been to one of those, so I don't know what all's entailed. I imagine it's very old timey themed. You mm-hmm. know, back when a Christmas Carol was originally written, and just that whole time period. You know, um, so it's, that's pretty much it. I, I know without a shadow of a doubt this this holiday season is just going to fly by. Mm-hmm. It's just it's like it took forever to get to the Lapeer show. Then once we got here and we did the show, it just everything has flown by. Like those couple weeks between that day and thanks you know Thanksgiving flew by. Mm-hmm. Um, between now and Christmas, it's going to fly by. I have no doubt about it. So I'm trying to find ways to maximize my minutes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Do you guys have your Christmas shopping done? I haven't even, I, I started a little bit of it, but no. Nah. Do you guys like split up the list or does she do and you buy for certain people and she buys for certain people or? Well, as far as the kids go, she pretty much takes care of all that. She sees, like she stays on top of all the online sales and things of that nature all the different websites and that she has Mm -hmm. accounts with or whatever um you know if i'm at the store and i see something like "Ooh, they would they would really like that then i would take it upon myself and that'll be my contribution to the whole thing Mm -hmm. um 
you know, but trying to come up with stuff for like my dad, very hard. I mean, what do you get somebody that's got everything? You know what I mean? It's like, Dad, what do you want for Christmas? I don't need anything. Blah, blah, blah. No, don't give me that shit. Is, I mean, gift cards are cool, but they're so impersonal. And, mm-hmm. and, and I realized that they would probably prefer gift cards so that they can get what whatever they want. Because, like, my dad's always working on something around the house. So Home Depot mm-hmm. is his best friend. Right. Know, so I know a Home Depot card would just make them happier than anything. But sure. I need something that's a little bit more personal, a little bit more mm-hmm. involved, you know, a little sure. bit more thought-provoking, I guess. Oh, yeah. So... We'll see. I mean, by, you know, as long as, ultimately, as long as, as, as my kids are happy, that's all I really care about, mm-hmm. you know, but, okay. well, it was fun sitting here ca- catching up with you. Yeah, it was really nice. Now, uh, you know, next week when, when we're doing this, we'll actually tackle a topic now that we've played catch up. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, especially since we couldn't catch up and look here. Okay, listen. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> you had told me the day before, or led that me I to didn't. believe the day before, that you were not coming. Correct. So after the show, and I'm backstage, I get this message: Are you coming back out here or what? And were you I, like, "What the shit?" <laughs> I was, and I was like, "What? What does this even mean?" So that's when I went out and mm. you were standing there talking with Todd, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was just, I was shocked because I didn't think you were coming. And then, of course, I get out there and, you know, like my cousin had, had come in from Arkansas and I hadn't mm. seen her since my brother's m- memorial. And, you know, I, there's a, you know, pockets of people and some I hadn't seen like a like Mark Ruff, I hadn't seen in like three years. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of people had come out that I hadn't seen in quite some time. And they, I was trying to give ample time, but at the same time, we had to be out of the theater by 10 o'clock or they were going to charge right. me more money for being in there. And I didn't certainly didn't want that. Oh, for and, sure. And so I, I mean, I felt absolutely horrible that I wasn't able to you know, sp- spend more more time with you and talk to you ever since how you right. made I, the drive. I out. understood. Yeah, it's all right. I completely understood. I just like giving you a hard time. Yeah, there was but, a lot of there was a lot of I know there was a lot of people there that were wanting to talk to you and tell you congratulations. And so I'm I'm just giving you grief because I can. <laughs> I understand it was not intentional. It wasn't a snubbing by any means. No, certainly not certainly not and you know they had blacked out like the seats in the theater during the show mm-hmm. and the way that the lights were on were on the stage like i could see the front row i could see who was sitting in the front row mm-hmm. and, but other than that it became shadows and then it just became black like i couldn't mm-hmm. like i didn't know that jim Burgett was sitting in the very back of the theater i had no idea where he was at like i knew he, he was in the building because i'd seen mm-hmm. him beforehand but i didn't know mm-hmm. where because i couldn't see him Right. Um, and that's kind of the area that you were in. So I had, I had absolutely zero idea that you were even there. So and then when I, you know, found out, I was like, oh, man. <laughs> well, it's funny because I considered coming down closer to the front 
but I was like then I panicked and I was like well god he's gonna think like well you told me you weren't coming and now you're sitting down here and I can't even say anything (laughs) that wouldn't stop me (laughs) like a jerk Oh, but it was good to see you, and I'm sorry we didn't get well. more time. Next, mm, that's okay. Next time we we do this, may, maybe I'll book something in, in in Ohio. So I'll be, you know, by that point I'll be kind of a big deal, where I'm booking out of state engagements and oh, whatnot. Yes, there you go. There you go. That's right. <laughs> well, see, hey, see, seeing as how you have an in at the uh, at Ohio State there. I'm not opposed to doing a show on campus. Just saying. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take one for do. for the team. <laughs> I'm not wearing their colors, but I'll no I'll scarlet and gray for you, huh? Scarlet and gray, blue and maize. What the fuck? Can't we just say gray and red? I mean, what are we doing right now? Or gray and maroon, whatever. Uh, Yellow and blue. Why does everything gotta be all? Fancy. You know what color state is? Michigan State? It's green green and white. white. That's it. That's it. Green and white. (laughs) All right. Well, we certainly appreciate everybody tuning in this week. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back on a regular schedule here. Bring bring Nicole back on next week so we can actually tackle something of a motivational topic. You know, now that we've got our ducks back in a row here for the time being. Um, Always a pleasure spending some time with you, dear. And um, everybody who has any kind of feedback, comments, questions, show topic ideas, anything of the like, you can send us a direct message through our Facebook page. Just look for Klaus to the Heart or through our website at KlausToTheHeart.net. Uh, and we will be back here next Tuesday, beginning at midnight, with a brand new episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, the flagship show of the Jackal Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The holidays. A time to celebrate with friends, with family. A time to look back on a year that was. And a hope for a new beginning. So we invite you to join the superstars of the Michigan Wrestling Organization for its own holiday tradition. The Slams. The action. The unpredictability. Join us as we bring to you our holiday tradition as the Michigan Wrestling Organization presents Christmas Clash, and you can see it live Saturday, December the 11th, beginning at 6.05 p.m., exclusively on Orion Neighborhood Television.